Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of My Naked Mindset. I am your host, Janae Ledger. Thank you for being here today. This is episode number 36. Happy New Year. It is 2022 officially. It's kind of weird to say that, actually. I can't believe it's the new year and it's January and here we are back at it again. I have a great episode for you guys today. I just have a few updates on my end to share with you guys. Sorry that there was no episode last week. Unfortunately, I got the COVID. It only sucked for the first like two days. It wasn't that bad. Had some symptoms, but push through. Unfortunately, my whole family got it as well on Christmas. Someone was exposed. We all tested for Christmas, but someone tested too early and gave it to everyone. So that was really shitty. Um, I think a ton of people have it right now, unfortunately. So stay safe out there. And yeah, so I'm feeling way better than I was last week. That's for sure. So Thank you for being patient with me until I felt better. And I can't wait for you guys to listen to this episode. So with the new year, obviously a lot of people do New Year's resolutions, which I'm just personally not really a fan of them. Like I have done them in the past, but I'm kind of more of like a goal and like bucket kind of, yeah, kind of like a bucket list kind of person. Um, And I mean, really do whatever floats you above. You want to make some New Year's resolutions? Go for it. Write them down. Fucking go wild. But I'm kind of more of just like a, I want to get this done. I want to get this done. I want to do this. I want to try this. Um, So that's kind of what I am going to be doing this year. Definitely want to launch my merch. And I do have waterproof stickers if anyone is interested, for $4 each with my logo, super cute, put them on your water bottle, put them on your car, put them really anything, anywhere that you can stick something. And also the cool part is I put on my water bottle and you can literally get it wet. You can, you know, wash it obviously. And it's really quite great. It still sticks. Um, So this year I turned 30, which I'm kind of shook about. I'm like, how, how did that happen? Like 30? Wow. Okay. Really, really, uh, growing up here. I mean, I already am grown up, but you know what I mean? Um, it's crazy. And I feel like I'm getting old and I feel like I need to do all these things. But then at the same time, I'm like, no, Janae, like you kind of do stuff at your own pace. And I think a lot of people compare themselves to others or their friends or, oh, what are these people doing? But you know what? Fuck it. I work on my own timeline. I have loved doing this podcast for you guys. I think it's just been so much fun and just so cool connecting with you all. And yeah, so I'm very excited to see what 2022 brings to you and me. Uh, So I did want to do a little bit of a recap I'm just going to do a little short and sweet one for The Bachelor that started yesterday. So The Bachelor is Clayton. Um, He is from Minnesota, Missouri, Missouri. I don't even remember. Small town guy. 
we met all of his women that he's going to date and woo, what a season it's going to be. I think it's going to be super entertaining. I'm actually really excited for this season because he seems like an interesting fella and then the women just seem very dramatic, very like obsessed with him already, which there's going to be a lot of drama, it seems like. And then they preview at the end that he tells three of them he loves them and he had sex with two of them. So, I mean, that's always an interesting situation when you tell the women that you're in love with. Oh, yeah, I'm in love with this other girl. And we also fucked. So, yeah, that's um, that's going to be a tough pill to swallow for some of them, I'm sure. But first episode, they had some crazy limo entrances. Nothing like extreme my favorite one was she brought up a pillow of him and was like oh I brought this um you'll have to come find me later and then she like flips it around and it's a picture of his face and she's like and I also want to sit on your face like something about sitting on the pillow and then she said like a reference of oh I want to sit on your face and I was like you go girl to live your truth it was really funny that was probably my favorite one obviously because it was inappropriate um, and then before we even met the women, one of the girls was previously engaged. She was, you know, going to go talk to him because she was having second thoughts on if she wanted to be there because she was getting, she was going to get married that weekend that she was on the show and she was really upset by it. So she wanted to go home. And so she went and talked with him and said how nice he is and how cute he is. And she was like, and he offered her the rose um, before he even met any of the other women. And she was like, I don't know if I can accept this, blah, blah, blah. And I was just like, I'm sorry, you probably bought a bunch of clothes for this. You probably had to quarantine, travel, spend all this money, maybe quit your job. Like, I mean, when you go on that show, you have to do a lot of things. And so you did all of that and you're literally going to meet the guy, say that he's great and cute and all this stuff. And then you're not even going to join like you know the show and she left she said no to his rose and she fucking left so that was very dramatic definitely hasn't happened like that on I think any season that I've been watching so that was really crazy um I did finish the show made on Netflix very good show highly recommend if you haven't watched it yet um but yeah let's get into the episode Okay, everyone. I have a very, very special guest today. She is the host of Sexy Saturday Podcast. Everyone, please welcome Nicole to the podcast. Hello. Thanks so much for having me on. Of course. I'm so excited to pick your brain and chat with you. Um, Let's just start out by, I really am curious, like how you started your podcast, what inspired you? I just want to know all about your, your thoughts that went into the podcast. Yes. So my podcast actually started. So I also do like influencing content creation as well on my personal account. Um, and I did an ad for a vibrator company (laughs) and as a part of that did sexy Saturdays as just like a one-off on my page with polls and everything. And everybody loved it. My story views up like doubled that day. It was insane. Um, it was incredible. Yeah. So that kind of inspired me to keep going with the sexy Saturdays. And then people were just asking for more kind of content around sex. And then I'm like, but nobody engages on it because then people are like, what if my mom sees that I'm like posting on things about vibrators or like, what if my employer sees? 
whatever, whatever, whatever. So my solution to that was starting a podcast. Um, we were just starting to sort of discussing before we started recording about imposter syndrome, but I like, I don't have qualifications in sex. So I'm like, who am I to do this podcast about like anything sex related or like body confidence or whatever. I'm like, I'm a registered nurse. Like I don't have any like specific qualifications in it, but then I'm like, you know what? I know enough people that are experts. I can connect with enough people and I'm just going to facilitate these discussions. So that's how we ended up here. (laughs) Wow. That's super cool. And it is such a, I love the podcast, just like world because it is so fun. Like you do get to connect with so many cool people and just like hear different perspectives and stories. And that's something that I love about the, this industry is like, you really can like connect with people all around the world and just like get all sorts of different ideas and stories and and experiences. So I really, I love that side of it too. And I know you focus mainly on intimacy, mental health, body confidence, which I absolutely love those topics. And I, I'm so excited to get into those topics because I feel like so much of this world is just, I feel like mental health is so important right now. And I feel like with everything going on in the world and social media and, oh, you should look like this and you should be doing this. And, um, you know, even magazines, like when I was a little girl, I used to like open up a magazine and I would think, oh, well, I have to look like that if I want to be in a magazine. Right. Um, Mm -hmm. And I think so much of the world is just like, it's like pushed down your throat. It's like on TV, you know, now it's like on social media. And I think it's, it's so hard to just like, okay, well, what if I'm different? You know what I mean? Like if something is different about me, it's okay. But, but, oh, if I want to be in a magazine, I have to be like the stick figure. Um, Or at least that's what a lot of people think. But, and I think a lot of brands, I don't know if you've noticed this, but I've noticed uh, like over the past couple of years, a lot of brands have been having like a diverse, um, you know, reflection of like, okay, we're going to have some models that are like, you know, maybe they have like a skin condition or maybe they have stretch marks and they don't edit it out. Um, and I, I just, I absolutely love that. I think a good representation of that is airy. I don't know if you're familiar with that, but it's like the American Eagle, um, brand. Mm-hmm. And I just love like the, di- the divide diversity, um, that people have been showing and just like, you know, you don't have to be a stick figure or you don't have to have like this perfectly beautiful skin to, you know, be the cover on a magazine or, or be on a website. Um, so I want to hear all about like your journey and how you got to like where you are right now, because I know, um, you know, you, you really focus on like body positivity and, and all the things that you've been through. So walk me through a little bit of your journey and how you got to where you are now. Yeah, for sure. Um, so I, I don't remember ever not being aware of my body. Like, I remember even in kindergarten being aware that I was like larger than the other kids. And it's not like I was like an overly large child until I was a little bit older. Um, but I was like the tallest one in my kindergarten room. And I was just like, like, I felt awkward compared to everybody else. Um, and then really going forward into that, like, and later elementary school, I, I don't even remember how young I was when I first started dieting. I don't remember. Mm -hmm. It was very young. Like I know 
in grades six or seven, I started like my first like big crash diet, but I definitely remember restricting before then. And it's funny when you were talking about magazines, like I remember going through before I would start a crash diet, I remember going through like 17 magazine or Cosmo teen or whatever it was called cosmopolitan and like making mood boards and cutting all of these exercises out and like making all of these schedules based off of these magazines. And I would go like, if they promised like a 20 pound weight loss in 14 days, I would like schedule in all the workouts and like schedule in all the meal plans from the magazines in my recipe cupboard. I still have a cookbook from 17 magazine that I cut out of their diet section. Cause I like the chicken finger recipe, but it's still up there. Um, so my first like really big diet was probably then. And then I went on another one in grade eight, lost a bunch of weight. My mother bought me three grad dresses for grade eight because there were two of them and I outgrew both of them. Then she had to buy me a third one, like bless my mother for doing that. But (laughs) even just like, that's just like, in those three months or four months that I had those dresses, like that's how much my weight was fluctuating and that's how much I was yo-yo dieting. And it was just, it was wild. Um, and then I, in the course of my high school years, I was felt, I don't even know how to explain it. Like, I just felt like I didn't belong. I really didn't want to exist. Like I just wanted to cease existing. It's not like I was suicidal or anything. There probably were days I was a little bit. Um, but I just, I remember feeling like this overwhelming feeling that I just wanted to not wake up. Like I just wanted to cease existing. Um, I was really, really uncomfortable with my body, really uncomfortable socializing with anybody really didn't have many close friends. Um, I had a few close friends, but they, they were all from different friend groups. So there was not really anywhere that I belonged per se. Um, so definitely like social issues tied in with body image issues were just like a big deep, depressing state. Um, and then when I was, I think I was 16 was like the diet of all diets in my history of dieting. I lost, I don't even remember the exact numbers, but over 60 pounds in like a three month period, I lost over 80 pounds total. Um, I was very ill. I basically didn't eat. If I ate in a day, I would maybe eat six to 800 calories. If that, um, cleanses, protein shake diets, we've probably all been there with like the MLM weight loss companies. They got a lot of my money, (laughs) a lot of my money. I wish I could have that money back. Um, and I, like I hated my body so much, but I was receiving so much external validation that I had this like false sense of confidence and false sense of like being the girl that guys wanted to date now. And like not being this like hidden little secret that was kind of tossed away to the side. Um, and it like, honestly, that diet changed my life so, so much. It was such a different experience for me to be able to shop at stores again. And I mean, American Eagle back then went up to a size 12 in store. You were lucky if they had a size 12 in store. American Eagle now has just done a really good job of making everybody think that they're inclusive, but they're not. (laughs) 
they've done a really good job on their marketing, um, which is kind of unfortunate in a way as well, even though they are doing a good job in air quotes, bringing diversity. Um, and I just like, I remember being able to a shop in an American Eagle and that was like, and Lululemon because Lululemon only went up to a size 10 back then. And I could fit into a size 10 American Eagle. And that was life-changing for me. Like I finally felt like I belonged in society. And then I started gaining weight again because my body did not want to be in, you know, survival mode anymore. And it gained all that weight back during the like next few years. Um, I did a bunch of crash diets in probably the next four years after that. So coming up to the age of like 21, I definitely kept doing crash diets. I remember going on vacation to Cuba and I did a 14 day cleanse, which was like protein shakes and this God awful tasting juice. It was the worst juice. I can vividly remember the taste of this frigging juice that tasted like cough syrup. Um, and anybody who's done the same diet probably knows the exact one that I'm talking about right now. <laughs> These little wafers that you ate as snacks. Um, and I went to a concert with my best friend. We went to the Jason Aldean and Luke Bryan concert when they came to Toronto. It was this big ordeal. We like hacked the pre-sale codes off the internet and some back forum and got the tickets early so that we like guaranteed our spot at the concert. And I didn't eat that day. It was one of my juice cleansing days. And we got into the hugest fight because I was a miserable human and we didn't talk for like three months. That's how much diets like interfered with my life. Um, and I just did that so I could go on vacation because I didn't feel worthy of going on vacation at the size that I was. And then I met my husband um, weight gain, obviously sometimes happens with long-term relationships and we just kind of got in this like comfortable place with each other. We got married. It was really good. Um, through all of this, though, like I hated my body. I hated it so much. And then as soon as we got married, we started trying to get pregnant. Um, I'm sorry if you can hear my dog crying in the background right now. <laughs> Um, we started trying to get pregnant right after our wedding very quickly. Um, my body was not working. I was not getting positive ovulation tests. I was fortunate enough to have an OB who took me seriously and had me tested within the three months. So I didn't have to go like the full year of trying before a doctor will even consider you for testing or treatment or whatever. So we were diagnosed with fertility issues like three months after our wedding, which was a huge shock to the system because I kind of just assumed, you know, naturally with the sex education that everybody receives going through school, that if you look at a penis, you get pregnant. Mm -hmm. That's, you know, how it happens. Right. Yep. It's as easy as that. You have sex, you get pregnant. (laughs) It is not as easy as that to get pregnant. Um, So we started fertility treatments. And I mean, those just cause complete chaos on your body, complete chaos. Um, We did four months of fertility treatments and then I got pregnant. We saw the heartbeat, everything was great. And then we had a miscarriage at nine and a half weeks. Um, And that sent me into a really dark spiral. I really don't remember much about that time. I was 23, 
24. I was 24 when my miscarriage happened. So going into like the psychology and stuff with brain development, your brain's not even fully developed by the time you're a 24 year old adult. Mm -hmm. So going through that with an underdeveloped brain and not being able to process those emotions and not having those coping skills. It was a really dark time. I blamed myself for everything that happened. We started fertility treatments again, like two weeks after our miscarriage. So I didn't really have a chance to like process anything to do with my body. Um, and then we did, that's a lot. Yeah, it was, it was a lot. And I had also just graduated nursing school. Like I was a brand new nurse. There was a lot going on at that time. Um, my grandpa had also just passed away like three weeks after our wedding. So it was, it was a lot in a short amount of time. Um, and then, so we started fertility meds again. We did another four rounds of fertility meds. So eight rounds total and we got pregnant again. And then I kind of just like, I was very hyper aware of the fact that I was plus size and pregnant because if you look up pregnancy and anything maternity related, it's these thin pregnant people who have this perfect beach ball bump and you don't see diversity in maternity advertisements. It's slowly coming, but you don't see it. Um, so that was really hard and like not having access to plus size maternity clothes. Um, it's even harder in Canada than it is in the States because our retail options are crap, even compared to the retail options for plus size there. Um, so, but really like, I didn't, I didn't hate my body as much when I was pregnant because it was doing something for me. And then I had the baby (laughs) and immediately I was like, not in a good place again. Um, my body was very much just like not treating me well because mostly I wasn't treating it well either. I was, I hated it. I hated my body so much. My OB recommended, of course, right after we had our baby that we should start trying for another baby because we have fertility issues. So we should take advantage of that time. Why not? Um, which took two years to have another baby. So, which I'm so thankful that we've now completed our family. A lot of people going through infertility don't get the opportunity to do that. So I am very, very thankful for that. Um, after about, yeah. So after about a year, um, I was in such a dark place with my body. I woke up one day and I'm like, I can't be depressed about my body anymore. I can't do it. I like, I don't want to be here anymore. I can't wake up every day and hate myself this much. And I know that I can't restrict because it will send me back into a pattern of disordered eating. Looking back, I probably had a, like an actual eating disorder that was just undiagnosed. Um, but definitely disordered eating. And I can't go back into that restriction again. So I like, I'm going to have to learn how to exist with myself and with my body. So that was kind of my rock bottom that led me here. That was a long story. (laughs) Well, no, thank you so much for sharing all that. And it's, it's super powerful. And I'm sure so many people can can relate to you and, and hear your story and just kind of see, you know, you can get through your hard times and, and 
even when you were saying like you were at rock bottom and, and you kind of decided one day, like, you know, what well, I can't do this anymore. And I need to, you know, I need to, I need to help myself and I need to feel better about myself. And I think that just that alone is so powerful. Um, I think being self-aware and just like really listening and sometimes this is really easier said than done, but I think listening to your body and just listening to like how you feel and like sometimes in life, like, I don't know if you can relate to this, but sometimes it's like you go, 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 go. And like, you're, you're in a routine and you do the same thing almost over and over and over again, every single day. And you get so caught up in, you know, the everyday life that sometimes you get so like on autopilot. Right. And then you kind of have to take a step back and think like, how am I feeling? Like, how does my body feel right now? Like, you know, have I been treating it well? Um, you know, what, what have I been eating? Like, have I been eating crappy? Like, oh, maybe that's why I don't really feel very good. Um, and I think so many things, obviously mentally also like making sure you're, you're mentally, you know, feeling good because that's a huge, a huge factor as well. I think our mental health has so many different, um, what am I trying to say? Like just so many different avenues of like, how am I feeling? What is my body telling me? And I think, I think what you just said, like your story is, is, I mean, it sounds like you, your body really did go through so many different changes and so many different, um, you know, parts of your life and, and, and it brought you two beautiful babies, which is amazing. Um, but it really, our bodies are just so powerful and, and it's us as women, it's, it blows my mind sometimes to think about like what our bodies can really do. Like it houses a child and, and it's just, it's amazing. It truly is. And there's so many changes that I know, like I don't have children right now. I definitely want them in the future. Um, but it's just, it, it is so it's amazing. It really like some, some of my friends have had children over the years and just it's, it's so amazing to watch them kind of go through their journey and just, and just really appreciate like, you know what, I might have a little bit more, um, you know, stretch marks or whatever the case may be on my body, but I earned that because I, you know, I have this beautiful child now and, and my body, you know, housed this, this baby and, and gave a life. And I think it's so beautiful, but everyone's journey is, is different in their own way. And I think that that's, that's the beautiful thing about life is, is sharing and, 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 um, you know, sharing your experiences, because I'm sure someone else, someone out there is going to listen to this and be like, wow, I know exactly, you know, maybe not exactly, but I know how she's feeling. And I, I've been through that. And, um, I definitely want to get into just like body image and just like, you know, positive versus negative and like how we can, you know, work through our, our body, you know, positivity and also, um, you know, negative self-talk, um, and just like all sorts of different topics. Cause I feel like there's just, there's, this is such a, it's such an important topic. And I feel like I, I feel like this is just the tip of the iceberg. Um, so I'm really excited to just like get more into it. So I, I looked up a few things online just because I wanted to um, make sure I was prepared and just, um, you know, get as much info from the internet, I guess, as I could. Um, so I wanted to share with my listeners 
um, there's four aspects of body image. And I don't know if you're familiar with this, but I thought that this was super, super interesting just to kind of think of it like uh, kind of like building blocks almost. So the first one is the way you see yourself, which is perspectual, perceptual. And then the second one is the way you feel about the way you look, which is affection, affection, effective. Oh my God. I can't talk to that. <laughs> um, and then the third one is the thoughts and beliefs you feel about your body, which is cognitive. And then the last building block is the things you do in relation to the way you look, which is behavioral. So I kind of, I thought that that was a super interesting way to kind of digest it. Um, and obviously there's so many different subtopics about body image. Um, but I think that that's just like a good starting point of like the way you feel, you know, the way you treat your body um, and then just like the beliefs and thoughts around your body. And I think, um, I mean, I feel like every single person in this world, no matter who you are, no matter what you do for a living, no matter what you've been through, I feel like everyone has been through some sort of negative self-talk or negative body um, image. And, and just, I feel like so many, everyone can just relate in some sort of way, one way or another to like, you know what, I'm not really feeling very good about myself today. How am I going to get through this? And, you know, how can I better make myself feel better? And I think um, just like really digesting how you feel about yourself and just like kind of sitting with it. Like maybe you're, maybe you're having a, I don't know, maybe you're having some issues with healthy eating and you kind of fell off the rocker and you're like, oh my gosh, I gained all this weight or, you know, I, I bought all these new clothes and I put everything on and I still, I hate how every single thing looks on me. No matter what your case may be, I think really just kind of saying, okay, you know what? what, what am I feeling right now? I'm really not feeling very good about myself. And I think questions to ask, um, and kind of, this is, I, I sometimes do this actually asking yourself questions, like what's one thing my body has helped me do this week. I love that. Just, Mm -hmm. just really, just really taking a step back and being like, what has my body done? You know, I'm really not feeling, I just bought all these beautiful clothes, but when I put them on, I don't feel confident. I don't, I don't like how my body looks, but just kind of taking a step back. And I think just taking a pause and just like thinking, okay, what has my body done for me this week? You know, it has taken me up a flight of stairs and I took the dog for a walk today. And that's even something as little as that, I think is so powerful because you know what? I was able to get outside and take a walk, you know, I think it's the small victories sometimes, you know? Um, so what is like, what's something that you sometimes can like help out, help yourself out. And just like, um, if you're having a bad day or if you're, you're not feeling very confident about your body image, what's something that you like to do to try to like help yourself a little bit? Ooh, I have a few. Um, I really enjoy, and it's taken me such a long time to reframe my relationship with movement. And I don't love to call it exercise because a lot of people, when they hear the word exercise, like immediately shut down. Um, it's taken me a really long time to redefine my relationship with movement. I love yoga and Pilates. 
um, that really helps me center myself and bring me back to my body. Um, a huge one for me, especially in the beginning, and I'm a meditation teacher, so I might be biased for this, but I love doing or, um, affirmations. So like, and especially even like putting them on a post note on the mirror. And like, when I first started, it was like very superficial ones. Like I'm beautiful. I am this, I am that. And now it's like, you know, I am powerful. Like I am all of these great things. And those affirmations just really help kind of get rid of those negative thoughts. And I think it's, there's such this big misconception around people who are confident in their bodies or have accepted their bodies or even feel neutral about their bodies that like, they just don't have those negative thoughts anymore. And like, that is not the case. I still have negative thoughts about my body. Um, I just made a reel that was like reframing all of the negative thoughts that happen in a day. Like I wrote down like all of my crappy thoughts that I had about myself and like read them all out in this reel. And it's like, I'm getting too much weight. I'm like, I'm this, I'm that, but like, it's about making that conscious effort to like pick up on those thoughts when they happen in your head and being like stopping them and being like, okay, wait, like, why is this thought happening? Like, or like, I'll look in the mirror and be like, oh, my arms look really bad. And then I'm like, okay, wait, hold up a minute. They are arms. They're fine. Everybody has arms. They carry my children. I put clothes on them. Like they are literally just arms and that is okay. And like, how many times have you gone out in public and like looked at somebody's like, just like random body parts and been like, Oh, that's a really awful body part. Like not very often because we don't really do that. Right. Um, like it would be so obscure to like pick out somebody's neck or something and be like, Oh my God, that person has a terrible neck. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but we do that to ourselves, right? No, like, that's so true. We're, we're, yeah. our, we're our toughest critics. I, I I feel like that's such a cliche thing to say, but it's so true. Yeah. And, love- and then, sorry, sorry, go ahead. Sorry, go ahead. <laughs> um, the other thing that like really helps me as well is mirror work. And I thought mirror work was just like this random thing that I came up with. It's not. Um because I hadn't really like read into doing mirror work or anything. It was just kind of something that I started doing. So when I first started my journey, one of my biggest things was because I had always avoided watching myself participate in movement. So like Mm -hmm. mirrors and gyms, anything like that, I would avoid them. Like they were the plague. So I set up my full length mirror in my living room and I watched myself do workouts in leggings and a sports bra, which was huge for me at the time because I was hiding from my own, like I was hiding from myself. I would put on leggings or pants or whatever, and like a huge baggy sweater and like not deal with my body for the day. Um, like I didn't have to see it. I didn't have to see my belly. I didn't have to see anything that had to do with my body. I just hid it behind these big, massive things. So a huge thing for me was just like watching myself move and like looking at what my body could do. And like, especially like naked time in front of the mirror, like, yeah, it really forces you to sit in discomfort with your body and like figure out where those issues are that you actually have to work on and actually have to address before you can do things like go out and buy a new outfit and expect that it's going to do all of these like magic tricks for your confidence and like a good outfit. Like, don't get me wrong. (laughs) Fantastic for the confidence, but like, it really comes down to the fact of like, whether or not you're hating your body in that outfit still. Um, yeah. That's a good idea. 
I really like that idea. Yeah. It's like, it, it almost forces you to just, to just look at yourself and be like, you know what? I'm, I'm just going to deal with this and I'm going to, you know, working out, I think is a really good idea um, in front of the mirror. And like you were saying, mm. being naked. Um, I mean, what else? I feel like there's so many things you could do and like really almost make yourself uncomfortable so that it, you kind of get used to it. That's kind of the concept, right? Yeah. And a really big one, even tying two of those things together is doing affirmations in the mirror and saying them out loud, which feels so awkward but it's so needed. Um, have you watched sex, love and goop on Netflix? I have actually, that's a good, so one. good. So that was the first time where I like was watching the TV and I'm like, Oh, like sexologists actually do mirror work. This is an actual thing that, you know, therapists do. Yeah. Um, so that was kind of like a moment for me of like, Oh, I'm like, I'm doing something right here. Like this is an actual step that's going to help me heal. Um, but yeah, doing affirmations in front of the mirror sounds so silly. Like you look at yourself and it sounds so silly and like actually making eye contact with yourself and being like, I'm a powerful human. Like my body is a good body. I can do these things. It's okay. Right. Definitely. I think that's a good idea too. Like I've, I've, I love affirmations as well. I think affirmations are super, super helpful. Like Sometimes I'll write them down. Sometimes if I'm busy, I'll like, I'll write them in my phone, but I think, I think it kind of clicks even more in your head and like mentally to like, look at yourself in the mirror and say them. And I, I agree. It might be awkward. It might, you might feel weird doing it, but I think if someone is struggling with self-confidence or really anything, I think putting yourself in front of a mirror and just saying it out loud. And I mean, that's almost like manifesting too, because Mm-hmm. saying things out loud or you know physically writing things down I know some people are visualizers um visual learners uh but really whatever whatever one you prefer I think that's a great great way to really just really put yourself put yourself in the situation of you know what I'm not feeling very good and and I need to I need to feel better about myself so I'm going to do some affirmations take five minutes you know um and I think repetitiveness in, in that aspect mm-hmm. as well is just like, even if you do it like right before you run out the door to go to work or right before you go to bed, um, I think being repetitive about it, cause then you'll believe it. Once you say it out loud, you'll really believe, you know what? I am powerful. And I, I do have a beautiful body and it's gotten to me to where I am right now. And, and it is very powerful. So I think that's, that's a really good tip. I really like that. Yeah. And I think like a big part of it too, which I would recommend if anybody like hasn't done affirmations before is giving yourself the grace to not believe it at first. Yeah. (laughs) Because it took me probably weeks to be like, yeah, yeah, I am these things. But the first, like probably the first few weeks I was doing it, I'm like, this is a lie. Like I, I am not these things. I do not believe this. Um, and I definitely just like, I always say like, I faked it until I made it. Like I eventually, like eventually those thought patterns, those become your thought patterns. Like the things that you say become your thoughts. So the more you're hearing those things, the more you're going to believe it. And the more they are going to become your truth. And it's okay that they're your truth because we all deserve to feel sexy and feel good in our bodies. And like to put things in perspective for anybody listening, who's not familiar with my story. Like I have gained 
and released in the course of my adult life, like 140 pounds, probably more than that. 140 pounds that I know about. I was probably smaller and I was probably larger at some point, but 140 pounds that I know about. Um, and like my body was very much like covered in stretch marks and rolls and everything before kids. So like, I, I think a big part of me too, postpartum always struggled was like all of these moms were like, Oh my God, I have these stretch marks. And like, I've always had these stretch marks. <laughs> like I've just kind of I've gained and released myself. I haven't like, it's not because of my kids necessarily. Like I've just, I've gained and released a human, right? Like me <laughs> plus my kids. Um, I don't know where I was going with that. I lost my thought, but no, that I was mean, my perspective. <laughs> no, I love it. And, and I think, I feel like you have so much knowledge and, and, an experience in this space. And I just, it's really, your, your story is very, very inspiring. And I think so many people are going to like really listen to you and be like, wow, you know what? I can do this. And, and I am powerful and I will get through this no matter how, you know, how many bad days I have, like I can do this. Um, Mm -hmm. So now let me ask you this. When, when someone is having like super negative thoughts, they're like, you know, I, I don't know. I I'm not feeling confident today. I don't even want to go out to the grocery store because I don't want people to stare at me. Um, you know, I don't even want to walk in the parking lot and have anyone see me, um, all of these negative thoughts in in your head. What is like, I know you gave some like examples of like affirmations, but internally what, like, what else is there to do? Like to really just stop you in your tracks and just like revert that to a positive thought like what is what is some tips that you can give some of the listeners um just like come continuous negative thoughts um so I would say it is definitely like a practice like the more you do it the more you get better at it um kind of like meditation um it takes a lot to recognize those negative thoughts as being negative thoughts when they've been your only thought pattern for most of your life. Right. Um, so for me, like, I didn't really know that people had other thoughts about their bodies other than hating them because that's the only thing that I knew. So it took a lot of those as being negative thoughts. Um, journaling really helps with that, where you can like look back and objectively kind of look at it after the fact. Um, but for just going out and doing things, like I think some like attainable goals that people could set maybe even just for a week. Like I know a big one with body image is like changing outfits multiple times because nothing looks good. Um, and maybe just taking one week and being like, okay, I'm wearing the first outfit that I put on and I'm not changing it. And that's the outfit that I'm wearing for at least a few hours Mm -hmm. and seeing like, okay, I survived that the outfit didn't make my entire world came in it was okay. I survived. My body got me through it. It did its job. Um, and really, I think also having like, like people have like accountability partners for like exercise and stuff like that. And really having like one or two friends that you can check in with and be like, I'm having a really bad body day today. I'm like taking the pressure off of yourself and kind of having some support 
where that can, friend can kind of like help hype you up and like, yes, that's external validation, but like also if they're on the same page with the body confidence stuff, then they understand it. Like, it's not like it's a random stranger being like, you've lost 10 pounds. You look fantastic. It's a friend being like, no, you can do all these things. You're a powerful person. You're fine. Um, so really having those accountability partners, I have two that like I can text if I'm having a bad body image day and we get through it together. Oh, I love that idea. That's, that's, that's a really good tip because you're right. Like accountability partner, like in anything, really, I feel like sometimes Mm -hmm. if I don't feel like doing a podcast, I'm like, you know what? I go to my podcast friends and say, no, Janae, you're going to do this because you, you set yourself up. You're, you're ready for it. You might not have the motivation to do it right now, but you get a, you're, you have people counting on you and you need to, you need to do what you promise that you would do. And, and also I think for yourself, like, obviously that's a little bit different, but doing it for me, like, you know what? No, I'm, mm-hmm. I'm gonna, I'm gonna set myself up for success. And I have these people that can hold me accountable, build me up if I'm down, um, hype you up. And I think hyping yourself up too. I feel like that's also important because you know what? we all have bad days, but I think really trying to, you know, ask those questions. I know one of them was what's thing one, what's one thing my body helped me do. What made me feel beautiful or pretty or, or, um, helpful this week. I think that's a big one too, is like, Oh, you know Mm -hmm. what? I need to stop and think, what have I done to help someone else, you know, this week or this month, whatever the case may be. I think that is also accountability of like, you know what? No, I, I, I helped, you know, my neighbor bring in their groceries and, and that was helpful for them, but it was also helpful for me. Um, And I think that's an awesome way to tie in these um, topics. And also have I, I think another really cool one is, um, have I read something that is inspiring, uplifting, or joyful to me? I think that's something that's so, I was like reading that yesterday and I was like, that makes sense because you know what, like if I'm, you know, if I'm in my social media, if I'm deep in, if I'm deep in, um, Instagram and I'm just scrolling and I'm just negative self-talk, you know what, I'm going to stop myself right there. I'm going to take maybe a book or something that's nice that you like kind of gets your mind off of the negative thoughts. Um, Maybe it's even looking at like pictures of the ocean. I mean, that's like my favorite place. So that's something that I sometimes just kind of have to stop and think, okay, you know what? I need to get out of this hole and just really focus on something that makes me happy. Or maybe it's pictures of your children or your, mm-hmm. your animal, whatever the case may be. I think really just trying to focus, trying to almost like switch your mind. I think a lot of, um, a lot of this is like really about like the mindset and just really taking a step back and thinking, you know what, like ask yourself those questions and really accountability partners. I think that that's a, that's such a good um, tip. And I think so many people are going to be able to utilize that and, and really be like, you know what, I need to message my, my girlfriend right now because I'm really struggling. Um, so I really, I really love that tip. So that was a great one. Um, what do you think setting boundaries with your body image looks like? Oh, um, this is a really big one. If 
especially, you know, we've all just come through the holidays at this time when we're recording. Um, and body image and holidays is such a big one because, you know, you're seeing family members or friends, maybe not right now in the pandemic, but you're seeing family members and friends that you haven't seen in a long time, extended family and people comment on bodies and people comment, Oh, you know, like you're sure eating a lot of nacho dip today. Um, or are you going to eat all that? Like, Oh my God. Um, yeah. And you know, like really setting those boundaries with family members and friends being like, okay, like I'm going on this body image journey. We are not talking about my body anymore. It is not up for discussion. We're not talking diets. We're not talking weight loss. We're not talking even like, even if you say something flat is flattering, like when people say something's flattering, that just basically means like, Oh, whatever you're wearing makes you look thinner. Like we're not saying those things. Um, and if you're not comfortable setting those boundaries in person, you can send texts or whatever ahead of the event being like, just a heads up. Like, I know we've had conversations about bodies before we're not doing that anymore. I hope you can respect that decision. I enjoy your company. I want you to enjoy my company. And there's other things that we can talk about other than bodies. So that's a really important one. Um, or even just like holidays excluded. If you have family and friends in your everyday life that, you know, you're like, I have a really close relationship with this person and I want them in my life, but they're always talking about diets or they're always talking about, you know, their friend who lost all this weight or whatever you, you know, have to say to that person, we can't talk about this anymore, or this friendship is not going to be able to work. Um, yeah. And then another big boundary, um, especially like with what you said about social media and scrolling and like feeling bad about yourself is really where setting that boundary with social media comes into play. And when you're scrolling, taking note of like, okay, what picture made me feel bad about myself or what account made me feel bad about myself and going back and you have permission to unfollow that person. There is no reason that you need to follow somebody release that guilt that you need to follow somebody because they are your friend or whatever, let them go. You can still be friends in real life. You don't need to follow their social media feed. If they're doing the next crash diet, whatever is trending. Um, so huge. It took me so long to kind of like release the fact, like, I don't have to follow these people. Like I don't owe people a follow especially if they're going to make me feel like crap. And if you don't feel comfortable, because not everybody feels comfortable unfollowing somebody on Instagram, there's a lovely button called the mute feature where you can just opt to not see people's posts and stories anymore. Um, So if it's somebody like your best friend, you can just mute their posts. No, that's a good, that's a good tip too, because I've heard of so many of my friends and stuff like that. Just, Oh, I always look at this girl because she's so blah, blah, blah. And and I just, I can't stop looking at her and it really upsets me, mm-hmm. but it's like, again, taking a step back and realizing, you know what? That's not healthy for me. It doesn't make me feel good. It doesn't make me feel better about myself. It makes me feel not good. And it makes me look at that person and wish that I looked like them and I'm never going to. And I, I don't want to look like them because I'm my own person, but really taking it a step further and being like, you know what? I don't need to have those thoughts in my head. So unfollow or mute. I I do like that idea too, because some people are like, oh no, I can't unfollow them. They'll notice or, Mm -hmm. you know, whatever the case may be. So I think 
setting boundaries on social media is huge. And then if you are in that like constant scroll, I can't stop. Like, oh my God, I feel so bad about myself. I think starting to put the phone down and really, I think you were talking about meditation. I love meditation. Um, Mm -hmm. If you just like are in like a, a daze, I mean, I, we've all been, through, we've all been there, right? Like we've all been through those moments where it's like, I just sat on TikTok for three hours looking at all of these videos that is going to do mm-hmm. nothing for my life. And, and just kind of setting that boundary, like, you know what, this is not making me feel good. I, I, I feel worse about myself now. I was already kind of in a funk and now I'm just like really down. So I think setting boundaries with social media, but also exactly what you were saying. Like, you know what? I know me and this person used to talk about body images or um, dieting, whatever the case may be. And I'm going to set a boundary of, you know, that person might be a little, they might be a little outspoken, but I'm going to stop that before it even happens. And before it even upsets me and gets me, you know, in a tizzy, because I don't want to feel that way. I don't want to think about it. I kind of am doing it for myself and I'm going to set that boundary with them. I loved what you said of, you know, if there's an event or something happening and, you know, you usually talk about those things to, to kind of nip it in the bud, even before the event or whatever the hangout is. Um, I think that's a, I think that's a really, really, really good way to do it. Um, all right. So this was so helpful and I just want to first say thank you very, very much for, um, opening up and sharing your story. And I think so many people are going to listen to this and really, um, it'll resonate with them and, and thank you for all of your amazing tips. Um, and it is game time, Nicole, are you ready? Yeah, I am so ready. All right. So the first one is, would you rather live without music or live without movies? Hmm. Music. Music. Okay. Mm -hmm. Would you rather create a new holiday or create a new language? Holiday. Holiday. Okay. Love it. Um. (laughs) If you could only have coffee or tea for the rest of your life, which one would you choose? Coffee. Coffee. No hesitation on that one. <laughs> coffee. coffee. <laughs> I've been a caffeine addict since like grade eight. <laughs> coffee. I do love coffee. I mean, <laughs> it's, it's, it's just the best. And there's so many mm-hmm. different just so many things. Yeah. It's versatile. It. Oh, it's very versatile. Online shopping or in-person shopping? Oh, online. Online. Love it. Mm-hmm. I feel like it's, it's so convenient too, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, if you could only live on the beach or live in a cabin in the woods, which one would you choose? Cabin. Cabin. I love that. I'm from Canada. Gotta go with the cabin. <laughs> <laughs> True. Um, if you could have the ability to be invisible or to fly, which one would you choose? Hmm. Invisible. Invisible. Okay. Would you rather travel to Europe or would you rather travel to Hawaii? Um, ooh. 
that's a tricky one because I've been to Europe, but there's more of Europe that I want to go to. But then like tourism is killing Hawaii right now. Yep. If tourism wasn't killing Hawaii, I would pick Hawaii, but I'm probably going to go with Europe. <laughs> Love it. I mean, I, I want to go to Europe so bad. It's on my list for sure. I want to um, go back to Scotland. Oh, it must have been so beautiful. It was beautiful. That's awesome. All right. If you could only have a manicure for the rest of your life or a pedicure for the rest of your life, which one would you choose? Pedicure. Pedicure. Same. That's exactly mine too. Um, would you rather, or like, would you prefer flowers or chocolate? Flowers. Flowers. Nice. Sunrise or sunset? Sunset. Sunset. I'm not waking up for a sunrise. (laughs) (laughs) The only time... I have ever seen the sunrise was when I went to Hawaii in September and I because I woke up so early because the time change it was amazing but it was very anticlimactic because it was just like yeah. you know it was like orange halo if you will and then all of a sudden like I was just staring at it for so long and then I'm like when is it gonna actually rise like it took so long but I it's a tough one because it is really pretty but like I just think sunsets are magnificent you know they are they're so fun um would you rather only be able to whisper or only be able to shout Mm. whisper whisper and then the last one is would you rather have a personal chef or personal housekeeper 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 (laughs) i love it that was awesome all right, let my listeners know where they can connect with you. Yeah. Um, so I my main like personal page is at underscore Nicole Lemke. My last name is L-E-M-K-E. Um, and then on Instagram, I also have the podcast page, which is at the Sexy Saturday Podcast. And the Sexy Saturday podcast is on Apple, Spotify, Amazon, Google, basically anywhere that you can get podcasts. Um, yeah. Awesome. That's basically it for where I am. I Instagram's my home. I don't really dabbled in TikTok a little bit. Don't really like TikTok. TikTok thinks I love diets. I don't love diets. <laughs> so Instagram's where you can find me (laughs) Instagram is where you can get her all right well thank you so much this was so fun and I appreciate you being so vulnerable and sharing your story and I can't wait to have this episode come out thanks so much for having me thank you so much to Nicole for coming on the podcast and sharing her stories it was honestly so insightful and I really hope that some of her tips and tricks help someone else out there and just really staying positive about your body image and I hope that you guys enjoyed this episode definitely feel free to connect with me at my naked mindset and definitely feel free to email me my naked mindset podcast at gmail.com let's connect let's chat I am so excited to have one year under my belt in April of podcasting and thank you so much for following along my journey. Bye!